Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. The Holy Spirit loves to show up and surprise us in ways we don't expect. More often than not, this comes in the form of a gift as God reminds us that while we all have had hard times or suffering at various times in our own lives, God can use all for good. That does not mean God wants us to encounter difficult times, but it does mean we can always have hope, which does not disappoint. This week's message of the week comes from Pastor Jen Tyler, who challenges us to notice people in need and to give of ourselves and share the hope of the gospel. Here is the First Church message of the week. Won't you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, as we continue in this time of worship and continue to open ourselves to your word. We ask that you would open our ears that we might hear you more clearly, our eyes that we might see you more clearly, and our hearts that we might love you more deeply. As you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So in a moment here, I want to read for us a passage from the book of Romans. And as a little bit of a setup, I thought I would share that my the book of Romans is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And it is one of my favorite books, not because I love it so much or because it contains some of my favorite specific passages in scripture. Um, I haven't committed parts of it to memory. It's not anything like that that makes it my favorite. Instead... The book of Romans is one of my favorites because it's the opposite of those things. And by that, I mean, I appreciate the ways that it challenges me. Because no matter how much time I have spent reading through the book of Romans, no matter how many times I have read carefully these words that were written in letter form by the Apostle Paul, every time I read it, it finds a new way to challenge me, a new way to surprise me that usually strikes me uh, or surprises me by what jumps out at me. Uh, It's usually something that's different than what I might usually anticipate. And I imagine as that happens to me, it's happened to some of you too, maybe when you're reading scripture or specifically the book of Romans, but maybe in other times too, maybe you have a favorite novel that you've read more times than you can count or a favorite movie that you love to watch over and over, or maybe a children's book that you have read with a little one so many times that you and they both have it committed to memory, right? Or at least you think you do, and just when you think you know what you're about to read or see, something new jumps off the page at you that you've somehow never noticed before. Anybody ever had something like that happen before? Every time it seems like I open my Bible to the book of Romans, this is what happens to me. It leaves a new kind of impression or understanding with for with and for me about God. And there I am reading through what should be a familiar passage when all of a sudden it's almost like the Holy Spirit comes in in a surprising swooshing way like it did at that first Pentecost, right? And it redirects me and it teaches me something new that you'd think I would have known was there all along, but it catches me off guard. 
And as you may have guessed by now, this is exactly what happened when I sat down to read this passage from Romans to prepare what I would say today. And I thought after my first reading, I knew which direction we were going. And then when I sat down to write, it took a different turn. So I want you to hear these words from the book of Romans, and then we'll talk a little bit more about what directions those sent me. This is Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8, and it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, just at the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Here ends our reading today. Now, when I sat down, as I often do, weeks ahead of when I'm going to prepare a sermon, I start reading through the text that I'm going to share about. And when I did that with this passage, I found myself thinking about a word found in the first verse of this passage, where it talks about justification, as the Apostle Paul says that we are justified by faith. And I found myself thinking about what it means to live with this kind of justification, which is a fancy way to talk about pardon or even forgiveness. God is so great and so incredibly forgiving that Paul here invites us to remember that it is by no act of our own that God wants to give us these gifts. Instead, it actually ends even by saying that it was while we were still sinners that God died for us in Christ Jesus. And so it is not because we can earn that forgiveness or that grace or the love of God, but it is instead our invitation here to respond to these gifts that God gives us. And I'm sure, as I say that, that you've probably heard a sermon along those lines before, right? About how much God has given us, even though we can't earn it and maybe we don't deserve it. And the truth is, I think we all need to hear this again and again and again, because it is hard for many of us to accept the grace that God wants to pour into our lives. It is not so hard maybe to want to give it to others, but it's hard to remember the gifts that God wants to give to you. 
the ways that we are called to forgive ourselves and to be gracious with ourselves and to accept these gifts from God. Now, I had an outline about that sermon, almost ready to go. Uh, It was a rough outline, but an outline nonetheless. And I even had a couple good stories I was ready to share that were gonna fit that. And I sat down with them all in my head to write them down. And then that Holy Spirit snuck in and surprised me in the most annoying way and said, that's cute, let's talk about something else. Anybody else ever been surprised by the Holy Spirit before? Sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's like, really, right now? Come on, right? The thing about it, though, is every time it happens, I think for the most part, that only happens if we're living our lives in a way that are open to God being on the move in our midst. And so that's a good thing, even if it's not always the most welcome thing, right? Because to live open and expectant lives in this way it can change the trajectory that we find ourselves on. But what happens when things come up that we don't expect or maybe that we don't want to be open to? One of those stereotypes about who we are and how we live in the upper Midwest here, and there are a few of them, but the one I'm going to pick on today is how we all love to talk about weather, don't we? Anybody talked about weather today already? Yeah, okay, some of us aren't even going to raise our hands because we're like, oh, we're called out, right? Some stereotypes are there for a reason. Now, over the past couple of months especially, we know that we have had a lot of weather to talk about. We've had some big, scary storms that have been destructive. They've all impacted all of us, probably, in some ways. I know that for a while, the weather was something to talk about yet this spring because I began to wonder if summer was ever actually going to come and stay, right? It was so cold for a bit, and there's no doubt now that it's here to stay, Um, and the high temps and the humidity are things I'm not daring to complain about because I don't want that white fluffy stuff to be back and it'll be here when it gets here, right? So I've been thinking about the weather and this crazy winds that we've endured and the hailstorms we've gotten in the last couple weeks, because as I've told you, I drove back from Yellowstone on Wednesday, and as I did so, it was hard to miss some of the destruction that has come from the storms. And I was reminded, as I saw that, of a conversation that I had with a church member in a former congregation. Now, this particular member that I was talking to was 99 years young at the time of the conversation. Uh, She had been active in the church since she was a little girl, so nearly 100 years. And in all of her wisdom and her faith that she had to share with the world, she loved to talk about weather, too. She was a good Midwestern girl. And all of the high winds and the crazy weather would remind her of a story that she carried with her for decades. A lesson that she taught in Sunday school once that she always carried close to her as it utilized a familiar image to many of us. An image of cornstalks standing tall in a field together. Corn that grows tall and strong, that can withstand winds and mighty storms, sometimes holding up so well that it's a miracle in and of itself. And I was thinking about that this week because even the miracle of corn is going to endure storms sometimes that it can't endure on its own, as I saw some of them not looking so great, right? And the truth is that's true in our lives too sometimes. All of us in life are going to face storms literal and figurative storms. We all have hard times, some that feel like they flatten us out, 
some that maybe we can bend back from and some that we wonder about. Some of us maybe find ourselves in the midst of storms today and we have come today to worship God, giving thanks anyway, as we look for a little bit more of that hope and strength and courage that we need to carry on our way. And like the corn in the field, we come together because we know that we, an individual, cannot stand any more than a single stalk of corn can. But instead, we require the shelter and the strength of those around us to hold up one another in hard times. We require strength from within our community and from within the common seed that connects us. That is the strength from our God who brings us together and who, as the 46th Psalm tells us, is our ever-present help in times of trouble. Friends, that's the good news that I believe the Holy Spirit is interrupting and wanting us to hear today. To remember that, yes, it is absolutely good news to focus on where this passage begins by talking about how we are justified by faith and how God pardons and offers us forgiveness. But today, I think we're also called to a little more than that as we keep reading. As we read until we remember that we all have hard times and some of us suffer in our own ways at different times in our lives. But no matter what you have faced, no matter what you are facing, no matter what you might face in the days that are yet to come, the Apostle Paul wants us to remember today that you are not alone. That the Holy Spirit lifts us up, fills us, and provides for us. And that no matter what else, you can know that you are not the first or the last to face hard times. But when we keep our eyes on God, we can become stronger even in the midst of that storm. Because as Paul tells us in verses three and four, that suffering that we endure, well, it produces endurance. And that endurance produces character. And character produces hope. Now, to be clear, as Paul says this, that is not to say that God wants or even needs us to suffer. Suffering in and of itself is not good or holy or something God longs for. But like all things in life, what Paul is trying for, to get us to understand here is that even in the midst of these hard things, God can use them for good. Good like this hope that is promised to us here. Because hope is often that thing that we need to be able to carry on. The thing that we need to lift us up. And the thing that we are called to share with others on our good days, just in the same way as we often cling to it on our harder days. What I appreciate about Paul offering us this hope here is he doesn't leave it there either, but instead he goes on to talk about why we need and rely on this hope. Because he assures us that hope doesn't disappoint us, 
But rather, he says, God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. You remember earlier when I asked you about how many of us are living expectantly, ready to be surprised by the Holy Spirit in unexpected ways? Friends, this is the kind of surprise that Paul wants to invite us to embrace here. Surprise, says the Holy Spirit, as God gives you hope even when we feel despair. Surprise, says the Holy Spirit, when God's love is poured into you even if you don't think you deserve it. Surprise, says the Holy Spirit, when she calls upon you to accept that hope and then to accept the love of God and to hold on to them, not just for your own sake, but enough to be able to share them with others you meet too. And I know that's a hard concept sometimes for some of us to be able to share God's love, to be able to share the uh, hope and the light and the gifts that God wants to pour into your lives. But this doesn't have to be that hard because when we share our faith, it isn't just about what we do. It is about how we are inviting God to make a difference, not just in our lives, but also through our lives. It's a bit like the coffee Sandy talked about this morning, right? Even those of us who maybe don't like coffee very much, in my experience, most people who don't want to drink it still want to smell it, right? So the gift of that aura of coffee, something that you can't, I can't make a pot of coffee and keep it to myself. Y'all are going to know if there's a pot of coffee brewing in the room, right? In the same way, we should be living in a way that when we are filled with hope, you, I can't keep it a secret. You're going to know it you're going to sense it, you're going to see it, and you're going to want some of it, just a whiff maybe, even if not quite a drink that you're ready for, right? I have a friend and a colleague who serves a United Methodist community up in North Dakota who I have noticed prays to God in this hope-filled kind of way that he wants to share it with others by saying the same prayer every day. It's just a short one-sentence prayer as he makes this request, sometimes written, sometimes spoken, or in other ways. Every day he says, God, may you place someone in my path who needs your help today. Can you imagine praying that prayer every day, that God would place someone in your path that needs your help today? Can you imagine how different our lives might be, how different our community or world might be if we all prayed that prayer every day and meant it? If we opened ourselves up to God using us every day in at least one small way and then not only hoped for it or were open to it, but came to expect it? Because I don't know about you, but encountering one person who needs help, it doesn't sound too difficult, does it? At least not at first. Of course, we know better if we start being open to the Spirit of God really, truly, earnestly using us and working through us. We know that God is going to surprise you. We know that God is going to show up and God will pour enough hope and love into your heart through the power of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us that you're going to be able to give it to others too. And not just in the ways we expect, not just in the ways that we hope for, 
but in ways that will continue to surprise us, to be a blessing to us, and to challenge us. And I can't help but to wonder, even in the midst of all of that, if anyone here might be up to that kind of challenge today. The challenge of living expectantly, not just for what the Holy Spirit might do in your life, for your life, but also for what the Holy Spirit might be able to do through your life. Not just today or in future days or in the days yet to come, but starting right here and now in this moment. Is anyone living with the kind of expectation that God could use you? Would you be willing to say yes? Friends, my hope and my prayer is that God would place someone in your path who needs God's help today. And that when that happens, that you would earnestly, faithfully, energetically, and with hope, respond to the movement and the prompting of God's spirit as you say yes to being God's hands and feet and voice and hope in the world. Let's pray together. Faithful and loving God, who is the giver of all that is good in the world, the bringer of hope and the bringer of grace. God, may you fill us with your Holy Spirit and these gifts that we know we have not earned, but that you pour freely and abundantly anyway. And may you fill us with these gifts, not for our own sake, but that we might share them with others as you place someone in each and every one of our paths who needs your help this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, your son. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.